God, I pray that every pastor and leader that listens to this message, God, would be encouraged, would be strengthened, and God, would have a fresh encounter with your glory and with the fear of the Lord, God. And I pray, God, specifically for these pastors, Lord, that they would know that even darkness is as light to you. And in this season, when we feel like it is hard to see, we don't necessarily know how you are leading, we declare that darkness is as light to you. And so I just say, Lord, on behalf of those listening, come and bless, come and strengthen, come and encourage, and come and release your glory over them, their families, their marriages, their children, uh, and their spiritual children. In Jesus' name. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Braveheart Podcast. This week, I have a word of encouragement for the pastors and leaders out there. That's right. Those of you pastoring churches, uh, leading ministries, uh, God has given me a word for you. Uh, And so it is out of Luke chapter 2. We'll go there in a minute. Uh, But I just wanted to share with you from my heart to you, um, I pray for you. And you say, well, how do you know me? Well, I don't necessarily know you, but I pray for the churches in America, the churches around the globe. Um, I I pray specifically that you're encouraged. Um, I honor you for your laboring for the gospel. Uh, and I pray that God's gospel, his spirit, his truth, his power, his grace would fill your life and overflow into your church. Uh, and so I'm just so grateful. There are so many amazing men and women of God on the earth today. Uh, and I just want to remind you that it is such a privilege to be alive uh, in this hour and to be leading the church uh, with the Holy Spirit, following Jesus in this time. What a privilege, what an honor. So this weekend at church, I, uh, the Lord spoke to me. It was a, it was a download, if you will. Um, I would go so far. I, I feel like it's a real prophetic word uh, for pastors and for leaders. And so I'm going to read it uh, to you in a second. But before we hop into the actual word, I wanted to tell you um, just a little bit about Braveheart and what God is doing through Braveheart and how I believe uh, our ministry specifically is called to serve and bless and strengthen the local church. Uh, we have uh, Braveheart groups, uh, small groups of people that are beginning to, to sprout up everywhere, all over the country, around the world, uh, people taking our simple resources, um, and they're, they're doing book studies, they're doing video course studies with, with small groups, uh, and God is moving powerfully in these groups. Um, and so we're actually raising up leaders to do this. This is part of our calling is just this grassroots discipleship movement where we're really equipping uh, moms and dads and business leaders and, and just your, your ordinary, amazing sons and daughters of God who may not have uh, theological training or professional training in ministry, but they have a burning heart and they want to see people uh, set free and, and just experience the goodness of the gospel. And so we're doing that, uh, and we're calling that Cultivate, and that's just spreading all over, and it's amazing. Um, but we also are, are, are a growing network of, of pastors and leaders uh, where pastors are, are seeking uh, our ministry out for discipleship resources. 
Uh, and this is so important to me. I'm, I'm a part of a local church. I've been at the Upper Room uh, in Dallas for, for a decade now. Um, I love the local church. I, I believe in the local church. And, I, and my heart and my desire for our ministry is not just to strengthen individuals in the church, but to really strengthen and encourage uh, local pastors and ministry leaders. And so, again, if that's you, um, I just want to tell you that, that we want to serve you and bless you however we can. Maybe that's with uh, just, just an encouraging email. Maybe it's with you guys utilizing our resources that helps your body engage uh, in the gospel and begin to uh, bear more spiritual fruit. But whatever it is, I just want to tell you that I love you, uh, and I pray that this podcast blesses you. Um, so let's go ahead and hop into this word. It, it was a weighty word. And I want to submit this to you in all humility. Uh, again, I don't consider myself a prophet, uh, but I do believe God uh, put this word into my heart for pastors in this hour, that this is a now word. And so let's go to Luke chapter 2. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 8, and I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read it here uh, wherever you are. You can either turn there with me or if you're driving, uh, you can just listen. Please just listen. Don't, don't turn there. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says this, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would breathe upon these words. God, I pray that every pastor and leader that listens to this message, God would be encouraged, would be strengthened, and God would have a fresh encounter with your glory and with the fear of the Lord, God. And I pray, God, specifically for these pastors, Lord, that they would know that even darkness is as light to you. And in this season, when we feel like it is hard to see, we don't necessarily know how you are leading, we declare that darkness is as light to you. And so I just say, Lord, on behalf of those listening, come and bless, come and strengthen, come and encourage, and come and release your glory over them, their families, their marriages, their children, uh, and their spiritual children. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So let's hop into this word. Um, again, it, it was a download. It was like in the moment he began to just show me um, that in this hour there are shepherds and you are keeping watch over your flock by night. And the Lord said, many of you have been, have been watching your flock in the middle of the night, in the darkness. You cannot see necessarily where you're going, but he wanted to commend you and honor you for keeping watch over your flock by night. That 2020 
has been a, a spiritual night for many of us. We have been unable to see what God is doing. We, we thought one thing was going to happen, and yet another has happened. And the Lord wants to honor you, and I want to honor you and say that he sees that you shepherds have been out in the fields keeping watch over your flock by night. That's verse 8. Verse 9 says this, And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And as I read that, I began to see that the Lord wanted to encounter many of you shepherds, many of you pastors, many of you ministry leaders. I believe that from now, the season of Advent until Christmas and, and, and actually through the new year, through December 31st, I believe that God wanted to encounter you pastors uh, with the glory of the Lord in a fresh encounter a fresh encounter with the fear of the Lord. Look at what it says. The glory of the Lord shone around them, meaning there was light associated with the glory, and that light produced fear in them, the fear of the Lord. And I feel like in this season, and I submit this to you, that God is going to encounter many of you, and you're going to have these encounters with the glory of God. And and, in many of you, you may be sleeping at night. It may be in your time of prayer. It may may be in your pulpit. It may be when you're doing ordinary mundane things. And I believe the the glory of God is going to shine all around you. There's going to be encounters that happen to you in this next season. And in these encounters, God is going to shine light on what what he wants to do in the season to come. And I feel like in my spirit, in my heart, and again, take this with a grain of salt, take this with, a, with an understanding that my call and my life and my, my ministry is to encourage and exhort and, and to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, to declare Jesus as Savior to the entire world. And I feel like in these encounters, what God wants to do is he wants to, to put the gospel back in your mouth in a fresh way. That many of you have been praying, you're saying, God, I, I need words for this hour. I need to know what to say. And I feel like uh, that, that the Lord is saying to his pastors that the gospel of Jesus Christ, this, this good news of great joy is for all the people, that it's always been God's message. And this is the message that unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior, a Savior. And I feel like the Lord is saying, I want you to preach Christ the Savior of all the world. He is the Savior of the world. And I felt in my spirit, I felt that there's this, in many of our churches, in many of our congregations, uh, in many of our communities, there is a spirit of hopelessness, a spirit of despair, a spirit of fear and uncertainty that's happening uh, in the hearts of God's people. And I feel like those spirits of, of hopelessness, of despair, they they have run wild because we have we have not we have not loudly and clearly and consistently preached Jesus Christ, the Savior of all the world. He is the Savior of the world. He's not just the Savior of our past sins. He is our present, ever-present time of 
Uh, he is our ever-present help in time of need, which means that no matter what happens in 2020 and 2021, we have a Savior, one who has covenanted to save us from the perils that are coming. And I just, I, I feel like there's something in these encounters for you pastors um, that, that God wants to refresh your vision. He wants to refresh your sermon series, and he wants to put the focus back on his son, Jesus Christ, the one who is the Savior of all the world. And it, and it goes on to say in verse 12, and it says, and this will be a sign for you. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And, and I, I remember at one point uh, uh, I, I heard something amazing uh, from, a, from a Jewish rabbi. He, he was teaching out of this text, and he actually taught um, that, that very likely these shepherds in these fields, they were, they were Levites and priests that were in charge of the sacrificial offerings, that contextually it was very possible that these shepherds were not just shepherds, they were, they were Levitical shepherds, which means that they would have been stewarding the, the, the offerings that would, have, that would have been sacrificed in the temple, that the lambs and the goats and all that stuff, they would have been shepherds over um, these sheep. And, um, and so what's amazing, because verse 12 is pretty amazing, the, the angelic encounter is saying that, that there's going to be a sign. This is the sign that the Savior is born. Um, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This manger was not just for any animals. This was where they would actually swaddle the newborn lambs that were to be offered in the temple as a sacrifice. And so this sign, according to this Jewish rabbi, which just resonated so deeply in my spirit, the sign would have been this, that instead of an actual lamb in the manger, there would have been a baby a baby boy in this manger in which all the other sacrificial lambs were being congregated in this manger. He's saying, this is the sign that the Savior, the Messiah, is being born to you. You will now understand, shepherds, Levitical shepherds, that this one, he is the atoning sacrifice for the sin of the world. And, and I feel in my heart and I, I want to acknowledge something that we are living in in days that are that, that make it very difficult uh, to to lead the people of God. There are there are opinions, and there are there's never been more sermons and and, and stuff just being uh, proclaimed from the rooftops. And I believe that our people are being pulled in so many different directions. And 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 of course, God gives us grace, and and that's what we said yes to. But I believe with all of my heart that God wants to return. He wants to return his shepherds, his pastors, his leaders to declaring the one, Jesus Christ, the Savior of all the world. And I, I pray, I pray, and I ask God that he would give you a fresh grace, a fresh understanding, a fresh revelation of the goodness of God revealed through the man, Jesus Christ, that the sin and the rebellion and the darkness of this hour can only be combated by the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And I just trust and I believe that with all my heart that God wants to, to not, not teach you over this season, but he wants to encounter you. I, 
and I just want to speak that out in faith. I've never done this. I've never released a message just for pastors uh, or, or leaders. If you consider yourself a leader and you're in your ministry in some capacity, I just believe God wants to unify unify the body of Christ around the proclamation of his son, Jesus Christ. And specifically in this season of Advent, the season where we celebrate the birth of Christ, that there would be, there, there would come out of this season that we've been in, this dark night, this season of 2020 of trials, of tribulations, of unknown, of uncertainties, of unprecedented times, of, of our faith being tested, that out of this wilderness, out of this dark night, Night, there would come a glorious light, a, a sons and daughters from pulpits, from stages, from songs, from, from podcasts to books, that there would be a unified explosion of the proclamation of the Savior. Guys, we have a Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ, and this is our hope, this is our confidence, this is our courage, this is our strength, this is our joy, this is our life. His name is Jesus, and he is the Savior, not just from eternal sins and death, but he is a a, a ever-present help in time of need, that he has covenanted to heal our diseases. He has covenanted to, to forgive our sins and to wash us of iniquity and to, and, and to bind up broken hearts and to do all the things that the world has promised uh, that it would do for us, and it hasn't. It's let us down, but Jesus Christ is the one who can do it all. And so I, I'm believing with all of my heart that over these next couple weeks, and I want to I wanna just position you in faith. And again, I'm just praying this for you. There's no expectation. There's no, um, I, I don't need anything from you. I just pray that if somehow this finds its way uh, into your heart, into your ears, that you would be encouraged, you would be strengthened, and that somehow your faith would rise, that God wants to encounter you, that you would go to Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 through uh, 13, 14, and you would just begin to, to dwell there and to meditate on these passages that in a moment, these shepherds who were shepherding their flock in the night, in a moment, in a moment, they had an angelic encounter. And the glory of the Lord came. And the glory of the Lord shone all around them. And the fear of the Lord gripped these shepherds. And they were, they were, they were, I believe they were transformed forever. I believe that night marked them. I believe that night marked those men forever. And I, I want to just pray and believe, and I, and I believe it's in the heart of God, that God wants to encounter us. God wants to pour his spirit out upon you, upon your church, upon your bride, upon your children. He wants to pour his spirit out upon you, and he wants the glory of the Lord to shine all around you. And in that glory, you're going to see. In that glory, you're going to see what is to come. And what is to come, I believe, is a mighty proclamation of the man Jesus Christ, a mighty proclamation of the Savior of all the world. And I realize that many of us uh, this, this season are preparing for Christmas messages, Christmas sermons, uh, and, and maybe it's a sermon that you've preached before. Maybe it's a message you've done before. But I, I am believing, and I feel even in my spirit now as I, as I speak this word, I feel a rumbling. I feel, a, I feel like, a, like something like a, like a, uh, in my spirit, in my belly, in my heart, I feel like there is a river of God wanting to break forth from the deep 
deep, that, that, that just like in the days of Noah, it didn't just rain and flood the earth, that waters actually burst forth from the, the depths of the earth. And Jesus said in John 7 that out of our hearts, rivers of living water would flow. And I just want to pray and believe that somehow this, these, this encounter, maybe it's through the Word of God. Uh, I pray that it's through the Word of God that as you read this Luke chapter 2, that, the, that, that something would happen, like a real deposit. I, I, I just I want to speak it out in faith because the Lord put it so strong on my heart. And I, I, and I know this is different than, than many of my messages, but I just feel that there is a rumble. There is a cry. You've been crying out. You've been praying. You've been asking God, God, I need more. I need something to shift. I need something to happen in my ministry. I can't keep going on business as usual. And I feel like the Lord's saying, this is your answer to your prayer. I want to break the dam and I want the river of God to come out of your heart that when you open your mouth, that streams of living water, that I will animate your words and I will animate your sermon so that the power of the living God, as you proclaim my Christ, as you proclaim the Savior of all the world, that you are going to see the lost come home. You are going to see the sick healed. You are going to see the demonically oppressed set free. You are going to see the addicted delivered. You're going to see reconciliation in families and marriages. You're going to see the engagement of your youth. You're going to see the exodus, the that's happening in the church, you're going to see it curved by the power of God. Why? Because people are going to come and they're going to say, I'm thirsty and I'm hungry for the real thing. And I feel like in this season, God's going to just, he's going to do something in you. And so I just want to pray for a minute and I want to release this word over you. If this resonates with you, uh, praise God. If not, I bless you and I honor you. And I just thank you for, for all the labor you're doing in the kingdom. And I pray this encourages you and strengthens you. And so uh, I just want to pray and release this word over you. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you for your shepherds. I thank you for those ones pastoring the flock in the night. I thank you, Lord, for those ones that are out in the field that no one knows their names, that, that may not have a huge platform or even that do have a huge platform, God, that you know their heart and you see us all the same. You love us. You love us, God, and you delight in us. And Lord, as we, as we reflect on this season and this Advent season, as we reflect upon the birth of your son, God, we remember this night that your shepherds were encountered with an angelic encounter, that the glory of the Lord shone around them and that you seized them with great fear. And in that encounter, Lord, you brought good news of great joy to their hearts. And Father, I declare and prophesy in the name of Jesus, Lord, that encounters like this would happen to, to pastors and leaders all around this country and all around the world. God, that you would encounter us with your Holy Spirit. You would encounter us with your glory. God, I release these encounters, Lord, that bring a fresh revelation of the gospel God, that, that, that brings good news of great joy to light into life in the hearts of your sons and daughters. God, I pray every weary pastor, every tired shepherd, every discouraged minister, God, I pray in this season of Advent that you would once again bring good news of great joy, that even out of their own weariness, you would save them even out of their own fatigue and own struggles, that you would save them. God, that in your mercy and in your kindness and in your goodness and in your majesty, that you would encounter these amazing men and women of God who have laid their lives down to serve you. 
God, would you return? Would you return us to first love? And would you allow the spirit of the living God to animate the dead places, to awaken the, the places in our hearts that have fallen asleep, that have fallen numb, that have, that have grown weary and apathetic to this glorious ministry that you've given to us? Father, I pray that you would revive a spirit of the fear of the Lord. I pray that you would revive an understanding and a proclamation of the gospel in pulpits all across America. I pray that you would revive and unify the message of the church to center around your son, Jesus Christ, that he is Savior of all. And God, that you would receive all the glory, that you would receive all the praise, and that on earth among men, that you are pleased, God, that we could proclaim, God, as the church, that because Christ has come in the form of a man, you have declared once and for all your pleasure and your love for a dying world. And so, God, I pray by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you anoint these men and women of God over these next few weeks as they proclaim your gospel from your pulpit, God, that something would happen. There would be an awakening. There would be a shaking. There would be a glorious outpouring in these, in these congregations all over the earth that your spirit would be poured out fresh as we declare Jesus Christ the Savior of all the world. Lord, we honor you, we love you, we look to you, and we acknowledge and confess that your son, Jesus, who was born, who came to the earth through the womb of a virgin, is and, and has always been our hope. And so we declare that hope today fresh and new. We, we, we remind ourselves, we remind our circumstances that Jesus Christ is our hope. And it is, it is to that day, your glorious return, as we remember your birth, Jesus, we look forward to your return, and we declare that our hope and our expectation is in your coming, to be with you forever, to be caught up, and to be married with you forever. And so, Lord, we bless you, we love you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Most people feel stuck in their relationship with God because they're believing lies about what he's like. Your tax-deductible gift to Braveheart Ministries enables us to create simple resources that help people see and understand how good God really is. This results in people finding lasting freedom and deepening their connection to God. To make a donation, please go to braveheartministries.org forward slash give or text give to 469 469- Four two three nine nine six six. That is four six nine four two three nine nine six six. Give.